I don't trust so, you right now because I don't know if you're recording this or not. I am recording it right now. And you're not going to put it in? No, I'm not going to put any of this in. Promise? I promise I will not put one... I won't leave exactly one second in this at all. I swear to God, Dave, mm -hmm. I don't like you. I don't <laughs> I don't like you right now. This is making me anxious and scared. All right. Uh, let's jump in, shall we? Um, sh well, sh should we try and create a little bit of pre-banter? That was the pre-banter. No, because I don't know. Uh-huh. Dave, this isn't, that's not getting put in. Of course it is. Please. All right, fine. Uh, begin witty banter. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stage fright. <laughs> and he's a ranked criminal. Let's call it for what it is. Who would benefit from, from an investigation of the Bidens? I assume President Trump would benefit. He called you, quote unquote, the Gordon problem. Zelensky would get the meeting if they would undertake these investigations. That is correct. Welcome to Secondhand News, because the week won't riff itself. This is episode nine for the week ending November 22nd, 2019. Uh, over across from me, the woman whose ability to remember her name makes her overqualified to be the ambassador to the EU in the Trump administration, Laura High. That was very convoluted and felt like a backhanded compliment, mm -hmm. or that felt like a diss. I'm not sure. I can't wait to listen back and then probably get angry at you. <laughs> oh, I like that you're not able to like see in the moment if I'm insulting you. Or no, not. that one I couldn't, and I and I and I'm, I know I'm gonna like re-listen to this and go, "Hey, <laughs> wait a second. I'm just gonna be like uh, the the Gordon Sondland of the relationship, Laura. Hi, and mm. you're like, wait a minute. I would love to introduce my my co-host, the man who has the ultimate voiceover voice, David Michael Colombo. It's 10 past the big hour. Uh, I, I, That's how you say good morning to me. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just like, honey, what time is it? And for the love of God, don't do radio DJ voice. I'm sorry, I can't. It does make people not take me seriously. Like really? Because it takes it it helps me take you more seriously. Oh, really? Yeah. I listen when you do your radio DJ voice. I always feel like I sound like the beginning of an infomercial. You know how like it's in black and white and it's like the person's having a hard time with whatever like the old product is. And it's like, are you tired of the chopping, biting, clawing? Oh, no. For me, your voice makes me think of like commercials from the 1960s and you're trying to sell me eggs. And like the commercials <laughs> are like four minutes long. I do have some eggs if you'd like to buy them. Oh, really? Yeah. I like eggs. Great. Will you tell me about these eggs? I will. When we come right back. Breaking news. Two-week notice. The public impeachment inquiry is in the books. Jesus Christ, what a week. It was an incredible week. And I think just in the spirit of the holidays, this is how we should lay it out. 12 dead-end talking points, 11 pundits <laughs> fighting, 10-minute breaks, 9 White House meetings, 8-hour sessions, 7 written statements, 6 delays of hearing, 5 network coverage, 4 accounts of bribes, 3 amigos <laughs> nicknamed 2 Ukraine calls, and a rough day for Giuliani. Yay! <laughs> All right, I think that that that's the episode right that's there. That's pretty much it. That is it. I don't I don't think I have got anything that can top that. That's fantastic. Well done. We have reached the end of the public impeachment hearings, and I have to say it 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 felt a lot like Stranger Things. It was something that we looked forward to for months. We binged it in a few days, and now at the end we question
question the very fabric of existence. <laughs> okay, here's the thing about Sondland. He's a bad guy. Like, this is not a guy who you should ever have on your team, but he's a smart bad guy. He's like he's like a Draco Malfoy. Right. He knows when to jump ship, and he freaking jumped ship, and you could tell. He was just like, I'm not going down for this. Yes, I am a scumbag, but let me show you all of my scumbagness. It really was like kind of emotional whiplash to go from Vindman, who was like awkwardly reading his paper talking oh, about he was his such a little service. sweetheart i want to give him a hug I, I know that my dad would really appreciate what i'm doing here today and then to, to have the next day be like hey everybody how you doing who's indicted who's indicted i'm indicted all right like high five oh yeah uh, calling someone a bitch that sounds like something i'd say oh you know what i'm talking about can i can i be a little bit of a braggy feminist right now mm-hmm I have to say, I have been so taken back by like all of the women because they have been freaking no business. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no business. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Setting feminism back. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just set us back to like that. That easily 1950s right there. I th- I apologize. I depo- They were all no nonsense. Yeah. They were all just. Here are facts. Right. Here are my statements. I am telling you in very plain English. Here is what happened. Well, and they weren't uh, they weren't scared. They weren't over dramatized. It was just extremely logical manner of fact. And I am so impressed by all of the women and um, who got interviewed because, I mean, like the entire nation is just been watching them and women have been such a target of this presidency and they knew what they were up against and they just gave no shits and they were... I mean, it was it was a very powerful thing to watch. Did you ever, like, did you see the meme that was out there that was like a snapshot of all of the female witnesses, including mm-hmm. like Hillary during the Benghazi hearing, just kind of being like, "Okay, what do you want to know? What the fuck do you want now?" Side by side with all of the men, like you know, uh, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, yeah, it's like, ah! and it's just like you know that in his deepest darkest moments, Trump is like, and they're women. Mm-hmm. You know oh, that's and, and he and yeah. even oh, he absolutely. knows that he can't he can't come out and like say that publicly. But you know that he wants that He's to be scrolled pretty on his close. Nose. Yeah, true. we are always five seconds away. We are that one chance away from him like yelling at like one of those women. Get back in the kitchen. Right. No, they. they it was an absolute incredible thing to to watch. But definitely, like the quote for me was. Um, Oh shit! I'm with what, what the um, the general's name. Vinman. Vinman. When uh, he said, "I'm nonpartisan." Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! That was a mic drop right there. I don't know. That was such. A, that was a moment where I just was like, "Who's your writer?" <laughs> <laughs> um, it does seem like like they had showrunner writers. Like yeah. they, they had writers from like a, a sitcom, mm-hmm. and the Republicans were just like they had nothing. Them trying to like riff on on these testimonies, like, well, it was crazy, but you, it wasn't like as crazy as it could have been. Correct? Mm-hmm. Answer the question. He didn't. What, what was it say? Well, he gave the aid in the end, so it's not bribery mm-hmm. because it didn't get, because because he got caught and he decided not to. Yeah. To, okay. By that logic, though, we didn't have the investigations that he promised. Yeah. If your if your logic is well, we gave the aid in the end. We didn't mm-hmm. withhold the aid. Simultaneously, you also didn't go through with these investigations of corruptions that you said. Yeah. 
that you were go that you were all about and all important for. So where is your there's there's no credibility. But you said Vinman was like the star of the show with that line. I felt like that line was was just the best line. That was the best moment. I I do have to say though, Sondland's full testimony to me was the spotlight. It was not as incriminating as a. Giuliani CNN interview, but oh it was close. God. I mean, no one will ever divulge as much as Giuliani <laughs> on CNN. No oh my witness God. under cross-examination under hot lights will ever divulge more information than Giuliani with a camera in his I face. I mean, that dude's a freaking lawyer. He cross-examined himself. Yes. Holy shit. But uh, Sondland did admit to the quid pro quo and listed every official who was, quote, in the loop. I think that's what they mean by shadow foreign policy, because light can't shine under a bus. <laughs> um, he's uh, Sondland, if you don't know, is the ambassador to the EU uh, and a hotel magnate, which is a resume that flows like saying he's my auto mechanic and my life coach. It's not, but but come on, it's not like he's unqualified for such an important job because it takes a lot of dexterity to write a check for a million dollars. Again, speaking of thumbs. Right. Uh, Sondland testified that he didn't know that an investigation into Burisma was an investigation into Biden. That is so convenient. Look, when he mentioned Biden by name to Zelensky, I thought he was saying that he was Biden his time with the Ukraine aid. Come on. You know that now there's going to be an aide who's going to hear that and be like, oh, that's legit. We can use that. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the new no quid pro quo. Yeah. He said Biden his time. Um, then there was, of course, the story of the the infamous phone call where the aide overheard Sondland talking to Trump and all that insanity that was like like pretty much confirmed by Sondland, who mentioned that his memory of the Zelensky loves your ass phone call was mm -hmm. refreshed by uh, a mention of ASAP Rocky, which I assume is just the closest Trump has gotten to pronouncing the president of Ukraine's name. And, and and I heard like a lot of Republicans and even Trump came out on Twitter and he was saying, you know, I love how that's the equivalent of a press briefing now. It's like, well, uh, he came out on Twitter. Trump said on Twitter, you know, yeah. that's that's the closest we get anymore to yep. like communicating with people. He said, you know, only headlines. He everybody is doubting the the legitimacy of being able to overhear a phone call. Like how loud must Trump have been speaking if if to be overheard? That doesn't seem logical, which would be true if the person we're talking about didn't make a habit at shouting at the press over a helicopter. Yeah, that's the only time I see him talk to anybody anymore is shouting at the top of his lungs over the sound of a helicopter engine. So, yeah, I can buy that. Mm -hmm. That you can hear him over that. How I, uh, watching the Republicans is like watching toddlers who have been caught in lying. Mm -hmm. They just freaking double down because they can't get caught. I think that Jim Jordan is the bulldog of the GOP in that he probably has fleas. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Trump took to the cameras with this handwritten note? Yeah, the handwritten note that looks like you know, my five-year-old self wrote. It did, but simultaneously, like- I want nothing! He's actually, oh, the, the content is absolutely like a, a four-year-old, but he's actually getting credit on Twitter. People are saying they're surprised how good his handwriting is. 
Have you caught this? Oh, Jesus Christ, guys. Let's 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 get our bar up a bit higher. <laughs> it's oh, actually, look, Trump has like better handwriting than we thought. Yay! They're, they're turning Holy it Holy shit, he's the president. We need a higher bar. They're actually turning it into like a font and they're calling it like baby oh. hand, baby hands or something. It's okay, like Okay, I thing. like that. That's funny. But it is but it was like this is the most coherent reading his notes is the most coherent I the president. I love how it was is. in Sharpie. Oh, yeah. He must have to double fist it hold with those little hands. <laughs> the Sharpies are so big. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the of the impeachment hearings was the uh, parliamentary style protocol mm -hmm. with you could tell these people hated each other. Hate each other. But oh, my God, it was they so wouldn't look at it. I loved how they were like, you know, my um. What, what did they refer to it? My fellow... Like the gentleman, like I'd uh, like the, to... Yeah, the gentleman to my left. You know, the Republican. I mean, I loved how passive aggressive and catty it was. I mean, look, I'm from Westchester, New York. Mm -hmm. That was some freaking shade right there. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, the ladies who lunch could take a note from those dudes. It, it was just so much fun to watch like Nunez just be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck all of this. Fuck you, and then just back to Schiff, who's just like, I'd like to thank the gentleman uh, for being a loose butthole. Yeah. Uh, and he shall not be recognized unless it's as a puddle of runny cat diarrhea. All right, uh, <laughs> let's go to the five-minute question. Because like, they had to stick with the with yeah. the phrasing. It was so... I, I That, to me, was one of the funniest freaking things. And I'm like, this is actually being said. Like, these, these are legit politicians. These are who we pay with tax dollars. Mm -hmm. And they are being... 16 year old caddy bitches mm -hmm. and I loved it it was better than any reality show I've seen like can we oh, can we not have like real housewives of like New York can we have like the real housewives of the Congress <laughs> the real house members of yes Congress. <laughs> oh copyright that's mine bitch <laughs> A German circus has created holographic elephants to eliminate the concerns of animal cruelty. Uh, because if there's one place where we can trust the preservation of the rights of the historically persecuted, it's Germany. What do you think of this? I loved it. No, I'm all for it. Look, I am. I. I. I, I am. I like. I like the holographics. Um. <laughs> I, 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 oh God, I just sounded like a 90 year old Jew. <laughs> You're our tech guru, the tech guru of the show. Yeah. Let's go to Laura. I just was like, I like the computer. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, they just so magical. Um, I mean, no, it's good because the circus, in terms of animal cruelty, is absolutely disgusting. This is the right thing to do. But, but here's the thing. And I do trust the Germans with this because they, they recognize cruel. They did it. They mm -hmm. they went full cruel. They they went full spectrum. So if there's anybody who like should be undoing the cruel, I feel like it's the Germans. So this entire endeavor is just another way of trying to atone for yeah. their past. Oh yeah. And as they should, they should be like they the 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 next century should just continue to be filled with the Germans going like like Germany as a whole should just become vegan. Yeah, 
<laughs> Germany as a whole should just give up straws. I feel like even if like the cure for cancer is developed in Germany, they should still end the press conference with, and we're sorry about the Holocaust. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they need to do it. They, they need to do it for like six million years. Right. <laughs> um, the, but, and to be fair though, they have been working like hell to atone for a very long time. Yeah. I don't remember the year that like it really started to happen when we're just like, oh shit, we we can't hide this, can we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone knows, fuck. <laughs> um, but they've been trying really freaking hard to atone. But and so I'm I'm all about it. Keep atoning, guys. You want to tackle circus animals? Rock on. Good job. Here's my question: Do they do holograms of the elephants? Shit, <laughs> because that's what I remember from the circus. Like when you, you talk about the circus, like I that's that's the first thing I'm like, oh, I remember that poop smell. I didn't even. You, you're right. It, that makes the circus now even better. There's no poop smell anymore. That's that's not the circus. But it's better. Yeah, but it's not the circus. Like if I don't smell ungodly smells, I don't think I'm at the circus. There are other smells. Like what about like Cracker Jacks? You actually could smell the Cracker Jacks over the smell of just like horse diarrhea. I mean, I remember like popcorn and cotton candy and like caramel popcorn i remember not wanting to eat any of those things because i smelled poop i will say if the tupac and elvis holograms are any indication these are all holograms of elephants that died years ago <laughs> <laughs> that's a circus having like elvis be um like let's have Elvis, Prince, MJ, like they're in the circus too. Yeah, with they the pop lions. in and like start dancing. Oh, absolutely! Around. That that's a freaking circus. Right. I will pay to see that because you can do anything. You got a hologram. You can do anything. Why not go all out? It's Prince on the elephant. Oh God! When holograms, like when we start having holographic porn. Oh yeah, no, it's there. Yeah. Oh, it's done. We're done. Like society will cease to exist. Why like, would I talk to anybody? Why would I ever engage with anybody? Hi, my name is Laura and I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> Why would I ever get one of those holograms? Because I have you. Mm -mm. Way to back up. Good job. Well done. Well done. Good job. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is in hot water for preemptively blaming her low box office for the new Charlie's Angels movie on accusations of sexism in Hollywood. Did you catch this? Yeah, I did. And it's like, you know what the issue with the movie was? You guys did another failed attempt at Charlie's Angels. Right. And you had it star Kristen Stewart. Like, obviously the first choice for a Charlie's Angel. Mm-hmm. No, Elizabeth, uh, no, no. Okay, see, here's the thing. You got to know to be a feminist, you got to know when to drop the feminist card accurately. Mm -hmm. This is not when to, you just made a shitty movie, honey. This yeah. is a shitty movie. The movie made $9 million in its opening weekend, and Kristen Stewart was noticeably disappointed, though she always looks noticeably disappointed. Yeah, I was about to say, like, how's that difference from, different from her normal face? How can you tell? Um, she, uh, Elizabeth Banks said, quote, cause she, uh, wrote and directed the movie. Uh, she said, uh, Elizabeth Banks said, if this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women do action movies. No, that's just a crappy movie. I mean, look, I, I, I agree with her that the idea that, um, yes, we don't have a, enough female action stars. Um, I, I completely agree with that. But this was just a shitty movie. Mm -hmm. 
sweetie, you have it, star Kristen Stewart. Like, no offense, Kristen Stewart, if you want to hire me, I am. I will erase everything on this episode. <laughs> um, we keep doing this. We keep like hurting people that could potentially hire us. Although I don't think I'm Kristen Stewart's type. Um, she said, "Quote: You've had 37 Spider-Man movies, and you're not complaining." Have you seen Spider Verse? It's amazing. Well, yeah, a but like, like first, first of all. I am complaining. Have you seen Tobey Maguire's acting? Excuse me. I love Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Is this the fight we're going to have? This is the fight we're going to have. Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man is a treasure? You have to physically emote to be Peter Parker. I don't know who you are. I'd like to do my impression of Tobey Maguire in every moment of Spider-Man. I just feel like, MJ, you should be with me because... If I move too much of my face, if I move too much of my face, I could pull a hamstring. It's the thespian equivalent of taking a knee uh, during a football game uh, as a quarterback. I, I just don't want to risk an injury here, so I'm not going to do anything. He's not spite. He's not Peter Parker. He was my first Peter Parker, and he will always be my Peter Parker. Also, Elizabeth Banks was in two Spider-Man movies. She was in Spider-Man and Spider-Man 3. She's in the Daily Bugle. Oh, I don't remember that at all. So so she's like shitting on like, come on, they've made all these movies that were her first jobs. And and come on, this I, I am not going to spend a long time getting on a high horse about what is and isn't sexism in Hollywood. Mm. But Tell the, us, white man. The if if I may. This if you're trying to do a feminist approach to a film franchise, I would argue that Charlie's Angels isn't the best choice. The source material is a guy named Charlie telling women in bikinis where to go and what to do while giving them the pet name of Angels. It's not... Have you watched an episode of that show? No, th- this w- this was not where you plant your feminist flag. And it's like, again... Charlie's Angels, because they had the original show, then they had the two movies um, with Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz. Then they tried to reboot the show again, and it like ended after like two episodes. Oh, I mean, I it even, failed. I completely forgot about that. Totally failed. It was like Drew Barrymore was trying to produce it, major fail, and now they're trying to make the movie again. Like at a certain point, let the story die. Mm-hmm. Let it. It's not that good. It's amazing that we live in this era now where things have been rebooted and reimagined so much that we're at a point now there's a Suicide Squad reboot happening. Somebody from the original Suicide Squad movie has an offshoot movie franchise starting. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. So we're keeping the reality of that Suicide Squad. Yeah, but we're remaking Suicide Squad. But we're also remaking it simultaneously. So now you have to walk in going, like, what universe... Is there anything left to be written now? Is there any original idea that can be written, or are we now just rebooting reboots? Oh no, we we absolutely there are plenty of original ideas that absolutely are out there. Um I have three pilots by the way in case anybody's <laughs> interested and I have a movie idea and Kristen they are Stewart. all uh <laughs> they are all uh, different ideas. Kristen Stewart, we would actually love to work with you. Contact us please. <laughs> um but 
no, they're absolutely our original ideas. It's just right now we're in a very nostalgic time, mm-hmm. and people are just like, I want to, I want that story to continue. It's like the story ended. Let it go. Let it live in your imagination. But we're all guilty of that. Like the nostalgia gets my butt in the seat. Like yeah. I don't care about these new Jurassic World. But it's World never movies. as good, and that's the thing. No. We keep thinking I'm going to get that same feeling as a six year old again, and you're like, you're not six. That's not going to happen because you're bitter old and you pay bills. But I'll go see the Jurassic World sequel because you went da na na and I'm just like okay like uh, you you get my butt in the seat with the nostalgia and then you, you leave upset and then but but then you say like no but like don't don't rate this movie based on the original we're not trying to do that we're trying to do something different no you're not you want me to come see it th- because of nostalgia mm-hmm. you're making more rambo movies you're making more rocky movies you're making charlie's angels because it's a thing we know because you literally don't trust us to go see a new concept mm-hmm. speaking of we're seeing frozen 2 like immediately what do you think of the fact that they're saying she's gay yeah i would buy it but they're saying that like they're mad at Disney because Disney won't acknowledge it. They're saying that she was like written gay in the first one, but they didn't say anything. And in the sequel, they're not acknowledging it. And so like people are mad at Disney. They're not giving her a girlfriend <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they're saving that for Frozen 3. Mm. I don't I don't I don't know. I mean I'm not a member of the LGBTQ, so to be represented in like a Disney cartoon would be like a really, really amazing, cool thing. And I can get that real want because they did set Elsa up to kind of seem like that. Mm-hmm. Although to me, she just kind of read very asexual. Right. Like she's just like, I don't have time. So for me, I never got specifically like a gay, like a gay vibe. To me, it was just like, nah, she's busy doing her own shit. Um, which I'm like, yes, yeah, snaps. And as as a comedian in New York, I think I have more asexual friends than like bi or gay friends. I have more friends who are like, I don't even acknowledge, I don't even have any sort of. Like, I am done with feeling anything <laughs> yeah. in my lower regions. Yeah. Nope, I'm done. Look, I am staying single. I am. What did What did Emma Watson say? I am. Um, I, self, I, I'm self partnered. Dating myself. Yeah. Yes, part- that's what Elsa is. She's self partnered. Mm-hmm. Let her be her. Let her go. Let her ha. <laughs> Disney Plus is including a We're warning. It. We have to get it. We're I, get the Mandalorian it. is astonishingly good. Um, Disney Plus is including a warning before some of their movies of outdated stereotypes and sensitive material. Yeah. Although, let's be honest, we could use that warning when we go outside in the real world too. Yeah. <laughs> Warning, president may be racist. <laughs> no, we all knew. I mean, I I remember watching Disney movies like as a kid and like obviously ne- never had any sense that anything was like racist. And then like I rewatched the movies and went like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a minstrel show. Well, that's Shit. what that's what I love about these old Disney movies is the the positive that they're trying to set is so small. It's like Dumbo is like a positive message about being oh, comfortable God. in your own body. Everybody has a talent. And the best way to learn that is from three racist crows. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. whatever, the, whatever the net positive that they're trying to yeah. say is just outdone. I would say like Dumbo and Pinocchio mm-hmm. are two of the oddest Disney movies. Because to me, like, Pinocchio is on heroin. No, like, I I don't even know what Pinocchio is on. Pinocchio is just this 
incredibly abusive, horrible, racist, weird child trafficking movie. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying to watch. And Dumbo is this like tripping out on Molly racist body dysmorphia kids movie. Yeah. But obviously, like as a kid, you're just like, oh, the elephant flies like you had no idea. Right. But then it's like going back years later. And I think that just kind of happened with all millennials is you you go back and you watch these movies now yeah. and you're just like, oh, that went right by me. Oh, you had no idea. You yeah. had no clue. Um, but what about the idea that Disney like because Disney's now getting sh like shat on for, OK, they're not they're doing this, but they're not doing enough. They're not censoring it. It's like that's the then problem. Don't get it. Right, then don't get Disney. Then you, don't get Disney. No one's saying you have to watch Song of the South on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. What about, uh, though, they should definitely put warnings for the prequels, that warning that they're going to be awful as well. Oh, God, please do. I mean, I they I think they all, the they all owe Wars, us you know, a warning. Love. Yeah. That would have been nice in the theater, just like, da, 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 just like episode one, The Phantom Menace, like before the, the scroll. Just it's like, like, this is not warning. what you are wanting. You are going to be disappointed. Pointed. Yeah, you're going to be spending the next few days really trying to convince yourself that this was good. I, I like the idea. If I had a time machine, I would want to go back and because the, the excitement when you were a kid oh, and episode yeah. one was coming out and you were like, oh, my God, I am. This is history. And then I remember sitting in the theater and the, the opening title scroll comes up. Just to go back to see my face as I was reading that the beginning of the Star Wars saga begins with the taxation of trade routes is in dispute. <laughs> Just to be a kid kind of going like, oh, wait, okay, all right, okay, politics, all right, I got it, I can follow this. What every kid wants, you know, a good movie about is taxation so and representation. Trade Federation. We're a trade war. Blockading. But okay, all right. Ah, just the headache that that gave me immediately. Is that what Phantom Menace? Is that how it starts? Because I I haven't watched it in years. I didn't realize like I and I think I've just blocked blocked it. I think I just boxed it out. It's about taxation and trade routes. The beginning of the movie is Jedi. Oh, being man. sent to debate to the Trade Federation about the fact that they're blockading trade routes. Maybe I should watch it. Maybe it'll help me understand the trade war with China. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please like and follow the show uh, at Secondhand News Podcast on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Uh, I am Columboast uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Laura High Five Everywhere, and we're performing Thanksgiving at Caroline's on Broadway at the 8 o'clock show. Mm -hmm. So you should come see us and watch us eat sweet potatoes on stage. And I also perform stand-up at The Stand frequently and Eastville Comedy Club. So check, uh, check out what? my website for all that information and more. Please, if you haven't yet, give us a review on iTunes. It really helps us uh, move up the algorithm and get us to more people. And if you like the show, tell somebody because we really want to keep doing this. And we really like the, pack, the fact that people are starting to listen. Yay! Thank, thank you, so you people. Much. Bye. Bye.